chronic illness doesn't make any fucking sense. And so it's a very hard thing to explain. And yeah, you just, you never made me feel like I was crazy for what I was going through. You always, I always felt like you believed me and that you were always there for me. Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley, and our episode today is going to be a little bit about our friendship, kind of where it got started, how we've maintained our friendship over the years, and just through all of the life changes that we've kind of had. And we're going to get into some funny stories and just some different things that may play into relationship dynamics and friendship dynamics. So yeah, let's get into it. Do you remember when we met? So I don't remember when we met, but I know that you remember. Um, I also want to let people know that you may hear a story that you've already heard if you've listened to all of our episodes, um, because we have shared a little bit of stories here and there in our past episodes, but we might repeat them in here if they're worth it and good ones, especially the one that we've met. Um, I feel like we've told it before, but you remember it. I don't remember it. So I'll let you like share the moment (laughs) that we met. I kind of want to know like what your first memory of our friendship is too. So try to think of that while I like (laughs) go over how we met. I don't know if anything stands out to you, but how I remember meeting Jessica and it probably stands out to me more because I was the new girl in school and literally like didn't know anybody and it was first grade And I remember, like, I always had my twin sister, Tiana, but we weren't able to be in the same class. So I just, I was like the new girl, didn't know anybody. And I remember sitting down on the floor, like during reading time or something in our first grade class with our teacher. And I remember you coming to sit down next to me, like crisscross applesauce on the floor. And you asked me if I wanted to hang out with you at recess. And I was like, Sure. And that's literally where I remember our friendship starting. (laughs) So, and then we had classes together. We had second grade together. You had third grade with my sister. And then we just like always were in the same kind of classes throughout elementary school. So I feel like it gave us a solid foundation for friendship. Um, But that's kind of how I remember it. So uh, what stands out to me about this story, I I think it's so funny that I don't remember this moment because you would think that I would, especially if I was the one that initiated it. Um, But I don't usually initiate things with people, which is why I find it so funny. Like I'm so introverted and I never ask like other people to like hang out with me or like ever start conversation like that. So I think it just goes to show that like there was obviously some sort of connection that like I saw and I'm like, hey, I need to be friends with this girl. Like I'm going to go do this. Um, so I'm glad that I did it because my introverted ass usually would not. Um, but I don't know if I have like a specific first memory of us. Like I have memories of us from elementary. Mm -hmm. Um, like I have memories of me, you and Tiana and like our first boyfriends in elementary school. Oh my (laughs) God. Wait, who was your boyfriend in elementary school? (laughs) His name was Clint. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> we dated like three friends. Yeah. We yeah. Like we were friends. They were friends. And like I remember the six of us like always like hanging out at like recess and stuff. Um, oh my God. And so like I have little memories and I have memories of us on like the bars of the jungle gym and things like that. Um, And then I have a lot of memories of you and I from fourth grade class um, and then fifth grade, obviously. But yeah, I don't have like a specific that's like a first memory. There's just I was just like your friend all of a sudden. Yeah. You're just like, well, all of a sudden part of my life. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. (laughs) Must have been a good fit. But I do remember um, also in third grade, did you do like the – there was like a talent show or something? I I don't think I would ever be caught dead doing a talent show. <laughs> I think you would. Oh, no. Maybe it was just my class. No, I'm not sure. Anyways, um, your sister and I wrote a book together in third grade. I remember yes. that. Oh, my God. That was pretty funny. Totally found that a few years ago and sent her a picture of it. 
It was called The Problem Story. So clearly we were like on to our problematic lives early on in life. <laughs> or your self-help journey. <laughs> oh, man. What are some other – like do you have any other elementary school memories of us? I mean, I definitely remember just times playing together at recess. I remember going to the skate deck. I actually have one one memory in my head where I don't know, like before elementary school, I remember there was like the parents would drop off kids and some parents would like drop you off and you'd go like hang out on the playground. Some parents Mm -hmm. would like let you sit in their car and then you'd go into class when the bell rang. But I remember it was after soccer tryouts, like our first year of soccer tryouts, like select soccer, being in your dad's car with you and him kind of going over like the numbers and stuff from the tryouts. So I kind of remember that. And you were also the only reason that I started playing soccer because you like asked me to go sign up for soccer or you told me you were going to sign up for soccer. So I was like, I'm signing up for soccer. This bitch is going to be my best friend. And then we didn't even get to play on the same team. But but we played rec soccer against each other, right? Because didn't your mom coach your team and my dad coached my team? Yeah. And so when we signed up, when I first signed up for soccer that year, I remember that the roster was full. So they did a second team. So that's, I think, why my mom coached, which I have some horrible memories of my mom coaching me. I have some funny ones too, but I remember playing against you. And I still have actually a photo of me and you playing soccer against each other that your mom had sent Mm -hmm. in the mail. And I just remember getting the photo. That's so funny. I remember that photo too. She gave me a copy of that too. And I was like, this is so cute. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know I was the reason that you started soccer though. That's funny. Yeah. I think you were like, I'm signing up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. We never got to play on the same team. I did sub for your team a few times. Yeah. Well, and I think the first year of Select, we did play together too. We did? Mm-hmm. Damn. It was like U11, so we were like 10 years old. Huh. I don't remember that year at all. There were so many years of soccer. So many years of soccer. Um, How much did you – when did you stop playing Select soccer? When I couldn't play anymore. So it was like U18, so when I was 17. Okay. So I I think I stopped like a year or two earlier than you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to remember that. But I'm curious like your memories of your mom coaching you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the one bad one that comes into my mind, my mom is like really scary. You know this. You've seen my mom's like terrifying <laughs> side. She's not so like scary anymore, but when I was a young girl, I was fucking scared to do anything wrong um but we were practicing headers during soccer practice and literally my mom made everybody else go run laps and she chucked the fucking soccer ball at my head because she was saying that I was being like a little wimp about it and like ducking out of the way so she made me practice headers like aggressively while the rest (laughs) of the team ran (laughs) Tiana remembers this very well but Oh my god. I, I can picture this so perfectly uh-huh. with your mom. She's like, come on, Haley, just fucking go for it. Like I She's can just, just like chucking the soccer ball. So hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Didn't you do um the uh, kayak point soccer camps with us? Or did you not? Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't the you, where camp? we stayed in like the yurts? So that must have been the first year of Select that I did that. Okay. Yeah, but that was always so fun. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was really fun. Those are like some of my best soccer memories. I remember. Oh, my my doorbell just rang. Are you home alone? Yep, definitely not going to answer that. Let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor for today's episode. Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. 
Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic and clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I got their journal a few months or a few weeks ago now, and it's a journal that you do every day. And I can just say like, it is so amazing. I'm such a journal person though. So I'm just like, I love having the prompts to like do, um, I can't decide if I like doing it in the morning or the night better. I just really can't make up my mind. I've kind of switched between the two, but I just really like it because it's just someplace I can get all of my thoughts down in a, and I have a hard time with like the blank journals, mm-hmm. right? Cause I have so many thoughts and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. But it. this has like the perfect prompts. It's all about self-love and like learning to love yourself, learning to like take care of yourself. It's just literally perfect. But you can transform negative thoughts into self-love and you can actually use our code socialsoul20 today at switchresearch.org and get 20% off of your purchase. And now let's go back to the episode. Okay, back to that. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's terrifying to be a woman home alone when your doorbell rings. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so we're talking about soccer memories and... Okay. Your what other did we didn't play any other sports together, did we? It was just soccer. Yeah. I never really played oh. any other sports besides track. Um well, no, you played that one other sport briefly. Um you raced those things. What were oh, those called? Quads. Yes. Yes, I remember this because what? I'm like my best friend is such a badass. <laughs> It was kind of badass. But it was it. badass. Like yeah. nobody else I knew did that. Yeah. My dad used to into take that? all three of us kids. So me, my sister, and my older brother, he would take us up to the Evergreen Fairgrounds where they did indoor flat track racing. And my dad had always been into that kind of thing. My uncles, it was like just a family thing. So I think as soon as we could, he had us riding quads, and then that turned into indoor flat track, which was a fun thing we'd do on the weekends with my dad, and we got, like, a shit ton of trophies, I remember, as kids, but, yeah, I just rode, like, a little little quad and, like, raced it around the track. (laughs) (laughs) That was so cool. I remember going to, like, the racetrack. Um... I don't actually remember like watching you guys do it, but I remember watching your brother do it. I think mm-hmm. I would go along when we would go watch your brother. Yeah. Um, but I it just remember the like this. Yeah. I just remember that being such a cool experience, like going to the, the track to like watch the races because you, that's not something that people do every day. No. I remember the smell of the place too. Same. <laughs> yeah. Like I can picture it, like I can smell it in my mind right now, just mm-hmm. thinking about it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll smell something like a car exhaust and I'll be like, oh, this reminds me of the races. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. I forgot that you used to come to that. Okay. Yeah. So I'd say us, you and I through elementary school had a pretty solid, easy building of our friendship. Um to this day, we've never really gotten in like any big arguments or anything with each other. Um, we've told the story about the Haley not liking my boyfriend in sixth grade and that causing a rift between us. <laughs> but that was like probably really one of our only like actual arguments that we've gotten into, isn't it? Yeah. And I really don't think it was like a huge deal. Like I wasn't like, wow, I don't want to be her friend. I was just like, why are you dating this? total player (laughs) you were pissed I remember hugging him outside of the classroom and like over his shoulder I saw you and you were just like standing there glaring at me I remember this moment too she's pissed (laughs) 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 yeah but then I feel like all of everything kind of leading up to our middle school days really built a solid foundation for us to go off of because Mm -hmm. After sixth grade, I had moved. So that meant we were no longer in the same school district. I wouldn't see you at school. We weren't playing sports together at this point. So things like definitely shifted, but Mm -hmm. we were able to maintain our friendship through that. And I'd say that was like our first big life transition where we 
got through it and like came out the other side. I remember when you guys told me that you were moving um, and obviously my first initial reaction was like, no, you know, like I was sad obviously because I wanted to keep going to school with you guys. But I actually remember telling my dad um, and my dad up in my my dad and your mom have always been very close. Um, and they, I think my dad did a good job of like reassuring me. I remember of being like, you guys have such a close friendship. You guys hang out all the time. Like we're still like me and Gina are still going to keep you guys hanging out all the time. Like nothing's going to change. I remember my dad like reassuring me of that and being like, you're not even that far away from each other. You're literally 15 minutes. Like I know it really <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal. I also <laughs> It, it the last day of sixth grade or the end of the year of sixth grade, I remember our yearbooks. And I don't remember if you signed the back, like the actual back of my yearbook or if I signed the back of your yearbook. But I remember promising to stay friends even though I was going to mm. move. Do you remember that? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I do. <laughs> but, that, but that's cute. I, I do remember like I was only worried about it for a very like brief time. Um, and then, you know, we both were very adamant about like, we're still going to hang out all the time. This isn't going to really change much. And honestly, I think I thought it was really cool after a while because I feel like we met twice as many people because of it. Like I met a bunch of people in your school district and like you met a bunch of people in my school district from like going to opposite schools. Um, so I thought that that was kind of cool in the end, you know? Yeah. And then like when we would do things together, you'd always be kind of like the cool girl that like went to a different school, you know? (laughs) Everyone's like, who's that? Yeah. Who's she? She doesn't go to our school. That's (laughs) my best friend. That's me. (laughs) That was fun though. And that made like high school parties fun too because it was like all these people that like I knew but I didn't know. And so it was like more intriguing to like hang out with them and get to know them vice versa you know when you would come to come to mind so we had twice as many parties to go to I mean <laughs> it's not that bad of a thing <laughs> you know what's funny because I feel like I didn't party a ton in high school but I I kind of everyone was always like oh she's like so innocent um but then we definitely got in trouble together like <laughs> you and I a couple of times Because I remember specifically one time in high school, you and I sneaking out of my mom's house. And Mm -hmm. sneaking out of my house was always just like easy as fuck. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like a big deal. I could walk right out the front door. And the time where we got busted, my mom was legitimately not even home. (laughs) And we left the house and we were going to like smoke weed with some some guys, I think. Uh And... Right before we did, I get a phone call from my mom and she's like, where are you? And I was like, we're at home. And she's like, don't fucking lie to me. (laughs) And it turns out my neighbors from across the street had called the cops on the people who were waiting at the bottom of our driveway to pick us up because she thought that they were like sketchy or something like that. So, yeah. And then I got grounded for a whole summer because of that. But I think you were the only friend I was allowed to see when I was grounded still. Yeah. So that's what's funny. Our like I feel like our parents had our backs in our friendship too, though. Like I feel like our parents fought for our friendship just as hard as we did, which I absolutely love because I remember that. I remember getting grounded for that, but then my dad still being like, but you can like still see Haley in Tiana. And I'm like, they are literally the ones that I stuck out with. How does this make any sense? But whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but I remember because of that getting grounded and then I was given a like 10 p.m. curfew for like, I don't know, two whole fucking months. And I remember right after we got grounded, this one guy at my high school, his parents were gone for like two weeks straight. And so he threw a party at his house like every night for two weeks straight. And it was right next to my parents' house, like literally within walking distance. So it was like a perfect party for me to go to. But I had a 10 p.m. curfew every fucking night. (laughs) Sorry. And so I literally would go to this party. And then like as soon as it would start to get fun, I'd have to leave and go home. And I was like, this is so depressing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just started being like, this is the worst timing in the world. Yeah, because of course, like my mom tells your dad when we get yeah. caught. And I think that that's probably why they were totally okay with us, like spending time with each other because they had the communication. <laughs> so true. They were like, if something happens here, I'm going to know about it. But also they knew each other's parenting styles too. Yeah. So I think they had that trust in each other. Yeah. I remember getting home the next day and like totally pretending like nothing had happened, totally thinking that like only you had gotten in trouble um, and that I was totally in the clear. Don't know why I thought that when they were so close. Um, And then I remember my dad being like, so what did you guys do last night? And I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? (laughs) You didn't do anything. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, you're in trouble. (laughs) I was like, damn it. They didn't even know that we were going to smoke. Like, that's no. the funny thing. They were like, you just left the house when you weren't supposed to. I'm just glad that we got caught before we smoked rather than after we smoked because that could have been a whole lot worse probably. Yes. Oh, man. Fun times. Um, <laughs> we used to sneak out of your house a lot, I feel like. You told me something the other day that I'm like, I don't feel like I remember this. Didn't you <laughs> used to sneak out of my house to go make out with some guy in the car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was one of your classmates um, that I had met through you. Um, and yeah, he used to come park at the bottom of your driveway and he would text me and I'd be like, yeah, I'm here. And so then I would sneak out and I'd go sit in his car and we would just like make out for two hours. And then I would like go back into your house. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I feel like I don't remember this at all. That's so funny. I did it so many times. That's great. Yeah. It was very, very innocent. It was just makeouts. That's it. Nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are there any other funny stories you can think of Mm, I mean there's a thousand stories I can think of but um I guess maybe we should maybe dive into like why we think our friendship like worked out or why why we feel like it was so strong I mean I don't really know I've never really thought about this too much before but I'm kind of intrigued to think about it a little bit and dive into it. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've always kind of had like that true sort of friendship bond. It's never been like a fake sort of friendship. And I feel like the history that we have really helps. Um, But like, I think for you, you're somebody that I have never really like fallen into like a comparison trap with or like gotten jealous of or anything like that. And I feel like that is something that helps make our relationship or our friendship strong is two women um because I feel like a lot of people can get into friendships where it's you're competing and it's somewhat sort of toxic so I feel like that's something for sure that is true um I definitely never felt like a competitiveness with you in our friendship ever um like even when you would Because you know how, like, you can become friends with people and then, like, they get other friends and then you feel, like, competitive of their other friends? Like, Mm -hmm. I've never even really felt that with you either. Like, you always had other friends, especially when you moved schools and stuff. Like, you had other friends. I had other friends that we hung out with, like, outside of hanging out with each other. And I never, like, was, like, worried about our friendship or, like, felt like I was going to, like, lose you to somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, And I've definitely had friendships where I've felt that way before. Um, Also, friendships where I have felt like we compare ourselves to each other the whole time, which is definitely not a healthy relationship. Um, Yeah, I think – and I don't necessarily know if we really did anything to make it that way or if we just got fucking lucky. And that's just how, like, how we ended up being with each other. Yeah, like our personalities just mesh enough. Like we're both Gemini's. So exactly. Like I've never felt competitive towards you, and like I feel like we've always done a really good job, like cheering each other on and like having each other's backs. Um, I've tried to fight a few people for Haley. I get kind of defensive of her. I will say it's funny because I feel like that's something that. I, I am with you too. I even remember like early in your kind of chronic illness days, like 
going fucking hard for you for the people <laughs> like even just people in my life, even, even like my sister or like my husband who had questions or things that they didn't understand. Like mm-hmm. I was like, no, like this is it. <laughs> and it like I feel like always just like trusting and believing you and listening to what you have to say. I think you've always done that for me as well. So I feel like we just have like a really good understanding and it's like, I don't know. I I just trust you, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'd say that's a like that's a really key word in our friendship is trust because like I've always told you like I would support whatever you chose to do in your life no matter what. Like if it's something you feel that's right for you, then like I'm going to back you up on it. That's how it's always been. I've never felt like like obviously we've all made some stupid mistakes in our life and we've all been young and done dumb things, obviously. But like there's never been a huge moment in your life where I've been like, Haley, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like, or really had to like pull you off this like, I don't know, terrible track or anything. Like I've always, it's always been easy to trust you and like the decisions that you're making in life. Um, and you've always given me that trust back too. So yeah. It's- and I mean, I think that that also kind of leads into a support side of things too, because I have always felt supported by you. Mm-hmm. I even remember when I was quitting my job at the bank to pursue network marketing and you're like, fucking go, you know? So yeah, even things like that, where a lot of people maybe wouldn't have been supportive. You were like, if this is something you want to do, I'm going to cheer for you. I'm going to root for you. I'm going to back you up. I'm going to help you. And that goes a long way, you know, because then I feel like I can talk to you about things. I can tell you things I'm excited about and it just works. I remember when you told me you were quitting your job and then I remember like that conversation that we had and me being like, hell yeah, like let's, you know, let's do this. Let's figure this out. Like let's go on this new journey together. And then afterwards I'm like, should I have been that excited for somebody that just quit their job? Like, was that the reaction I was supposed to have for somebody quitting their job? Like, I remember being like, I really am just like 100% supportive of every decision that she made. <laughs> totally. Should I be questioning this? <laughs> Is she making a dumb choice? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But obviously you knew what you were doing and look where you're at now. Yeah, it's actually wild. I feel like we're going to have to record a different episode about this. But I feel like looking back at everything and like over the last few years since I quit my job, I can see how things have been lining up to get me to the point of owning the plant shop. Even It's so weird. I feel like since I made the decision like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I feel so much more excited, so much more like free and relaxed. It was kind of that hesitancy where I I didn't know if it's what I wanted to do or anything like that that made me like so nervous about it. So yeah, I feel better. You know what I've like always respected about you though, is that you'd give yourself that like time to really think about things. Um, I feel like I'm a very like emotionally driven person And I kind of go off of like my gut feeling most of the time. So I feel like I tend to be like, yeah, let's do it. Or fuck no, I'm not going to do that. Like very instantly where you definitely like take a lot more time to like stew over things and like actually think about it. And I I like that about you because it makes me realize that I should deal a little bit more of that sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, um, I need to make a decision. I am going to talk to my therapist about it. I'll get back to you in like seven to ten days. (laughs) (laughs) Seven to ten days. (laughs) My determination period. (laughs) Seven to ten days. (laughs) Well, it's like an emotional roller coaster that you have to go through. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited for you and your new adventure with the plant shop. I I feel like it definitely was something that was meant to be. I really do. I mean, if you owned a sex shop, I'd probably say the same exact thing for some (laughs) because I just support you no matter what. So (laughs) maybe that's what I'm meant to own, a sex shop. Sounds definitely more up your alley than I know. Except Haley's the one getting the vibrator collabs. <laughs> what the fuck, I guys? No, because I was like, there's no fucking way I can post about a vibrator. Like, what? I'm over here like, hey, I'll post about your vibrator. Come, please. Come find me. Oh, I don't know how they didn't find you. Like, why <laughs> me over you? I don't. 
I don't get it. They maybe they need some help with their like their I don't know their outreach team. Yeah. Because- Clearly, they haven't found the perfect target audience. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we talk about a little bit of like how we? I don't know, maybe like our relationships, like romantic relationships that we went through together, like obviously being best friends, you're, you know, involved in a certain extent in like your best friends romantic relationships too. And I feel like that's something that people can find difficult dealing with, um, especially because we've all, you know, been in bad relationships here and there. So yeah, well, I mean, during high school, we both were in pretty serious relationships, but mine was very like toxic and unhealthy. And my boyfriend like really didn't want me spending much time with my friends or like I didn't really like party with you at that point because Mm -hmm. I didn't go out partying because he didn't like that type of thing. So you definitely, I don't know how we stayed friends actually through that. Like thinking back, I'm like, how did our friendship thrive through through all of that but I remember when we did finally break up like you were my number one support system like we were hanging out doing all the things together and then I also remember when I started seeing Dustin I remember like not texting you back I think I had like bailed on plans with you or something and you were like I don't fucking want to lose you again in a relationship and you were like straight up with me and like I knew that I needed to make sure that I still prioritized our friendship, even in a new relationship. So I was definitely appreciative that you spoke up then. But I remember that kind of coming up when I started dating Dustin. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy that I – I mean, I'm glad that I said that too um, because I do feel like when you were with, you know, your ex in high school, we weren't as close as we like. I mean, we were still close, but we just didn't spend as much time together um, because you, you know, you were very like wrapped up in that relationship. And I definitely felt like it was a struggle for us for to a certain extent to where like, you know, I would try to get you to like go out or like spend time and you'd be like, no kind of thing. Um I wouldn't say like we lost our friendship or anything during that, not by any means. But I do not remember saying that when you and Dustin first started dating. But that's really funny that I did. And I'm I'm yeah. glad that I did. Because yeah. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this ain't fucking happening again. <laughs> yeah, bitch, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, don't ignore me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what so funny. I-, I do remember when um, Dustin proposed to you. I remember being so pissed that he didn't tell me he was going to. Yeah. I was so pissed. He like, did it on what such the a fuck, Dustin? Whim. Best friend over here. I thought I was supposed to get the heads up on this. I thought I was supposed to help keep the secret. That's what you always think is supposed to happen. And then I just get this random text message while I'm working at the bar during a Seahawks game that my best friend's engaged. And then you let her phone die. No, I had no service. I had zero cell phone service at the football stadium. And I remember trying to send a text, like trying to send it out. And it just was not going through. And I was like, how lame is it that I just broke the news and I'm engaged. And now I cannot reply to a single fucking person. I remember I was crying while I was working that shift because I couldn't talk to you about it. And I was like so distraught. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I need to know more. It was like a good cry, but like a like an overwhelmed, like, oh my god, is this really happening type of cry thing. Yeah. But I, I just remember Dustin, being like, fucking Dustin didn't even tell me. I know. Where? I definitely feel like he has a little bit of regret about like not even talking to my dad about it beforehand. I think my mom and his mom were really the only ones that knew. Mm-hmm. But I think he knew he was gonna propose, but like when it was actually gonna happen, he didn't know. And it just like came all together the day of yeah um but yeah I think that he has some regret around that too oh well I forgave him don't worry he doesn't (laughs) I'm not still upset (laughs) he's made up for it now (laughs) yeah and then I feel like your dating life has been a little bit more stable 
than mine. I mean, you definitely dated some more challenging relationships like later in life. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I I definitely was the type of person – I mean, I guess I'd be interested to know what you have have to say too about this, but I do think I definitely try to make sure I'm not super, super wrapped up in my significant other. Um, obviously, you know, when you first start dating somebody, there's usually a time period where it's like, you just want to spend all your time on that person and (laughs) focus on the relationship as much as you can. So you might not see people as much, but I feel like I did, I've done a pretty good job of like not getting completely like lost in um, a relationship. I've never dated anybody that's made me feel like I'm not allowed to like go see friends or wasn't allowed to like, you know, spend time away from them. Um, my high school ex, we were like on and off the entire high school career. So that was I like. I remember because he. He used to make this really weird fucking face. Yeah. You know the face. Yes, and I, I know. Of course I know the face. I think he took a photo on my phone and it uh-huh. was my phone background. For uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that. As I, yeah, that was at the one tennis of like, the first parties that we like went to with no, him. I swear it was at the tennis courts. We were playing tennis in oh. middle school. That's what I remember anyways. Oh, maybe. But I think we met him together. Yeah. At a party. I think that's maybe like what started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you went to the party with me where I like first – well, I like knew who he was um, obviously because I went to high school with him. But he was a year older than me. He was friends with my brother's friends. Um, and then I started to get the girls a year older than me really liked me because I was the little sister of my brother. And so they like started to invite me to like all the parties and – um. So then I took you to one of the parties with me, and that's where I met him. And then I remember getting home from that party that night, and you and I were at my parents' house, and I remember we were eating ice cream or something, and he texted me because I had, like, given him my number, and I was, like, super nervous, and you were, like, you were like helping me like text him that night. I remember that while we were, like, eating ice cream. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy to think about, like, people that long ago. Mm-hmm. But that relationship was very, very up and down. Um, later found out he cheated on me quite a few times. So that was cool. Um, no hard feelings against him nowadays because it's like whatever. It was a high school relationship that's like – I didn't know what the fuck I was doing either. Um but you went to like you – I feel like you were a big part of my relationship with him because you like went to a lot of parties with us and like you used to come stay at his house in Bellingham with me um, sometimes. I, feel like I only did like one. I swear I thought it was a few times. I guess no? it might have been more. I don't know. I swear you were in Bellingham with me a few t- – maybe it wasn't at his oh. place. Maybe it was at somebody else's place too. You're right. Another one just popped into my head. Yeah, I feel like you went to a few parties up there with me, but God, yeah, yeah. I know that like staying friends with somebody when they like are in a back and forth relationship can feel frustrating and challenging. Mm-hmm. And I never felt that way with you though, or your relationships. Like, I guess it was just something that I always was like, she's going to do what feels right for her. I'm not going to judge. Maybe it's because I was in a relationship like that. So I was like, the- can't fucking judge (laughs) but I do remember this was like later in life when we were like 20s and you had broken up with one of your boyfriends and then you decided to get back together with him and I remember that caused a big problem in another friendship that you had but I was always just like why would I be pissed at her for doing something (laughs) that feels right for her so yeah I do remember like coming to a realization to where I kind of had to like admit it to myself that like I'm not going to let go of a relationship until like I'm completely ready to let go of a relationship. Um, Whether other people understand or not, I don't really give a fuck. Like this is just how I need to get through my relationships. Um, I do think I've given each relationship that I've been in probably more tries than I needed to, um, but I don't regret it at all. Well, you know, and then I mean? look at you now. Like, yeah. I feel like you definitely carried that same principle into ending your relationship with Steven. 
Yeah. And you're like, I don't care if I can't explain this to people or if people don't understand. I'm going to do what feels right for me. And then ultimately, it led you guys back together. Yeah. And like, I just, yeah, I don't think there's no reason to like, there's, I mean, obviously, if somebody's like, abusive or things like that in a relationship if it's extremely toxic in that sense obviously there's reasons to like walk away if you're not ready to but I've never like I don't know felt like I've needed to walk away when I'm not ready to just based off of like other people's perception of my relationship like no relationship's perfect every relationship is so different and if I want to give something a second chance then I'm going to give something a second chance I trust my gut feeling and I trust myself that I'll know when I'm done for sure and that I will be able to completely like walk away from something when I'm done. Um, I've done that in my past relationships. You know what I just thought about? What? I feel like our very first fight that we kind of started the episode talking about, you had gotten back together with your ex-boyfriend who I didn't like the way he treated you and I was pissed at you. But that was like the only time. Maybe I like learned my lesson from that. And then I'm like, she just needs to figure it out. Like she'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, she's on her second chance. So we're almost done. We're almost done with this relationship. I feel like that one went on forever and ever and ever, though, like sixth to eighth grade at least. (laughs) Yeah, that first middle school relationship was was a hot mess, that's for sure. But but yeah, I think you've always trusted me and that I'm just doing what I need to do and that I'll be able to walk away when I need to walk away. You've never like had to like pull me away from a relationship or like knock sense back into me, I don't feel like, which mm-hmm. I appreciate having that, you know, trust given to me from you because like, God, it's so hard when you're in a relationship with somebody and like your friends and family are like wanting you to get out and f- trying to force you to get out, but you're like not ready to get out. Like that's one of the toughest situations that you can be in, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it just creates, I feel like, a big kind of divide. And then mm-hmm. you feel like you can't talk about things or tell them certain things. And it just creates this really challenging dynamic. And then you kind of seclude and like pull away from those sorts of people. I definitely remember like in my sort of toxic relationship, and not sort of, my toxic relationship <laughs> in high school, I remember feeling so ashamed when I would get back together with my ex-boyfriend and then my friends being like like other friends being like what the hell like and then I just felt like I didn't even want to talk to anybody about it Mm -hmm. or see anybody um so I'm definitely glad that it never really drove a huge wedge between you and I and I remember I remember not wanting you to be with him. You know what I mean? Like I remember being like, I wish she would just fucking leave him already. Like, don't get me wrong, I knew that you shouldn't be with him, but I would rather be there for you in that situation than like get mad at you and have you not come to me anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and that's how I feel that's that's how I live my life with like a lot of things. Um, people have their struggles and I would rather be the person that somebody can call over and over to vent their struggles about it to than be the person that somebody's like, I can't talk to her because she's going to be pissed. You know what I mean? Like, that's never what I wanted. I didn't – as much as I wanted you out of that relationship and didn't want you to be part of it anymore, I wasn't going to, like, sever our friendship just because of it. Like, I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to get in a fight with your crazy, toxic boyfriend and (laughs) – Force yell at him in the back seat of the car. That's why we're still fucking friends today, though. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> well, and I feel like that's like a really big reason that people can grow apart in friendships. Um, but I also think like when people are in different stages of life, that can be a huge thing that like drives a wedge between friendships and kind of like has people going in different directions. But I feel like you and I have always kind of been in similar stages. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I even know like my sister when she had her kid like that defined quite a few of her friendships for her and she like lost friendships afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, but I even think like if I had a kid or you had a kid I think things would be great like we'd still figure things out for sure honestly if you got pregnant I'd probably end up pregnant (laughs) why I don't know 
I just feel like that that's what my life would do. Uh, my body would be like, all right, well, might as well do it with Haley. So let's <laughs> just, just get this party started. Get ready. Because <laughs> yeah. how cute would that be to be it pregnant be together? Awesome. Yeah. We can make some amazing pregnancy podcast content. Not that we oh are God. pregnant right now or it's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> This is not becoming a pregnancy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We swear. (laughs) Do you know how many people guessed that I was fucking pregnant when I was like, I have big news to share about the plant store? I almost put like a disclaimer, like, and no, I'm not pregnant (laughs) because I knew people would guess it. But then I was like, I want to see how many people yep. guess it. And then I laugh because I'm like, do I look pregnant? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've also been wearing baggy sweatshirts when I work out and stuff like that. And I'm like, are people going to think I'm fucking pregnant because I'm not in a sports bra right now? No, it's just 17 degrees in Seattle right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like another kind of big life transition that we have both gone through is like you figuring out about your chronic illness, which came first prior to me quitting drinking. But those are two sort of big life changes that happened that can drive huge wedges in friendships. And I think Mm -hmm. that we've both kind of seen how that can happen, but maybe we can kind of talk about the shift in dynamic, um, with friendships when there's kind of life changes like that. Yeah. Do you want to um, the, the chronic illness side of things? I know for me, when I was going through all of that, it obviously was a very confusing thing to explain to people because I was learning about it too while I was getting diagnosed with it. You know what I mean? So like I was getting new information about my own chronic illness every day and then having to like explain that to like my family and friends. Um, I can like confidently say that you were one of like the only people that I didn't feel like pressure from when like explaining the shit that was happening. Um, And I don't – it's probably just because of your demeanor and like that you're an actually sweet fucking person compared to most people in my life. But like you would ask me like questions and they didn't feel like they were questions that you like didn't believe me. You know what I mean? Like you were literally just like – asking questions because you wanted to understand it more. Whereas I was getting questions from other people that were making me feel like they were questioning what I was literally telling them and like I was not telling them the whole truth kind of thing. So obviously a lot of people with chronic illness go through that battle with, um, you know, explaining things to family and friends because it really – chronic illness doesn't make any fucking sense and so it's a very hard thing to explain. And yeah, you just – you never made me feel like I was crazy for what I was going through. You always – I always felt like you believed me and that you were always there for me. Um, Yeah, so I'm very, very thankful for you during that. And like you mentioned earlier, I do appreciate that you would like help explain things to other people um, and that they would be able to ask you questions too rather than like, you know, not understand it or – maybe bother me and ask me, they can just ask you and you were like very open to like explaining it further for people. So I appreciated that too a lot. Yeah, I know that was like a really rough time. I remember I have this specific memory of you calling me one time and I think because you know mold makes you kind of like mad, right? Mm -hmm. When you're living in toxic Very angry, yeah. I remember you were so pissed about something with like your dog and like your boyfriend, but like it was something pretty minor but I remember you calling me like so pissed off about it and just like needing to vent and I was at I was like hanging out with another friend but I was like wait Jessica's calling like I need to answer this um but I just remember like that too and just listening to you vent and being like well I don't know if this is like a huge deal but like yeah I'm pissed too that fucking sucks Do you remember what I was pissed about? It was something about the dog in the yard and something Randall had not done or something Randall had done. Um, Was it about finding my underwear out in the yard? I don't think – I don't think that that's what it was. Well, for those wondering, my dog used to eat my underwear and – when my ex-boyfriend would do laundry, he would very carelessly do laundry and the dog would steal my underwear from the laundry basket and literally take it out into the backyard. And I would get home and there would be like my underwear in the backyard. I remember that pissing me off a lot. So that's what I was curious. I wonder if that is what it was. I don't know. 
<clears throat> I'm sure Sounds there's a right, but... but uh that's funny because yes, loading in toxic mold can make you an extremely angry person and like little things would just send me into this like spiral that I couldn't get out of. Um and sometimes you just need somebody to listen, you know what I mean? And like that's what I needed and you knew that. You're like this is probably not a big deal, but she's pissed and I understand that she's pissed. So I'm going to let her vent this out because if she doesn't, she's probably going to get a lot more pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're um, like the only person I would answer phone calls from in general. <laughs> Everybody else, I'm like, don't fucking call me. Like, send me a text. But then I see it's you and I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's That's so funny. But yeah. I appreciate you. You never made me feel crazy during those times either, which is appreciative because – Well, I just felt like that must have been so hard to be going through all of that stuff and then on top of feeling like shit, like you're sick and then you don't know what's going on and then you have these new symptoms every day and then you're just – your doctors are gaslighting you and then you're researching all this stuff. I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, this must be fucking hard. I remember being scared for you in the beginning too because I remember with the mast cell activation syndrome, you had actually sent me an article to somebody else who was like – she was like allergic to her husband was like Mm -hmm. the headline of the article. And I was like, oh my god, this would – fucking suck and I just I remember like thinking like what what is her future gonna be like and like what is her life gonna look like and I was like damn that's gonna be a lot to deal with so you definitely looped me in from the very beginning and I it was helpful yeah well you were you made it easy to like loop you into things and so like I said just appreciative that you were willing to like read articles that I sent you and that like Mm -hmm. you were willing to understand it a little bit more in depth and because I remember sending that same article to other people and having them be like this isn't gonna happen you're fine and like I'm like you don't know that how do you fucking know that like Thank God I didn't get as severe as that lady. I know a lot of people that actually have gotten severe like that lady did in that article that I came across. But like, yeah, I maybe I didn't get that severe, but like it was a possibility. And so for people to just like gaslight you like that fucking is irritating. But yeah. you never did. So um, I think just- that like understanding is like another word that we could mm-hmm. kind of wrap all of this up into is just like understanding or having an understanding for each other. And I do think that with me going through the chronic illness stuff um, and shortly after that is when you decided to stop drinking, I do think that those two things happening very like close together was pretty ideal for us Mm -hmm. because it like really helped us like support each other. Yeah, like it kept us in a very similar stage of life. A very sure. similar stage of life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kind of something that I see a lot, especially like we're mid-January, so people are doing dry January, and I'm seeing content of people like poking fun at their friends who are doing dry January, like posting unsupportive things of like their friends doing dry January. And I cannot think of one single time when I had decided to stop drinking that you ever tried to pressure me into drinking and that, or that you were ever like, oh, come on, you can have just one drink or why the hell aren't you going to drink with me tonight? And I'm just so thankful for that because you were somebody who I did used to drink with. Like we <laughs> used to, like you were the person that I partied with, but you never gave me a hard time about not wanting to drink with you. And that I, I didn't know to ask for that, but that is something mm-hmm. I think that helped me immensely in the beginning. Yeah. And I never like, I don't ever remember feeling like any like ill feelings towards you for like you not wanting to drink or anything. I don't remember it ever like bothering me that you weren't drinking. Um, Probably because you have like a normal good relationship with alcohol, (laughs) whereas all these other people are like, I need somebody to drink with me so I feel better about myself. (laughs) Yeah, I think I just saw it more as like a – well, when – because like we know obviously we've talked so many times about how like alcohol is so normalized in our society. And like I think when you stopped drinking and you started like talking about your reasons of not drinking, I saw it more as like a, 
this is a learning opportunity for me too, um, rather than like a, why are you changing the dynamic of our friendship? It was more like, huh, like that's so interesting. You know, I'm willing to see this through and I'm willing to understand why you're doing this. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's just – I feel like it's common sense in a fucking friendship, but I know it's not because, because there's bad friendships out there too. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it definitely helped that the only things that we did together weren't drinking. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely had a friendship aside from, like, going out to happy hour or going out to the bars and stuff like that. I think that that helped. And then yeah. also just, like – the solid foundation of like years and years of friendship that we had, like we knew we would get through it. Yeah. And then it was also like a supportive thing to be going through when I had chronic illness because like, you know, I wasn't supposed to be drinking alcohol when I was dealing with all of that. And so to have you not putting pressure on me to like go out and drink was also extremely helpful for me in my situation because I'm like, this is nice. Like we can actually find things to do that, you know, are sober or alcohol free. And then I don't have to worry about my symptoms getting flared because I'm out with people that want to drink. Like, yeah, I feel like it was – it was divine timing (laughs) for us to go through that together. Yeah. Well, and I definitely feel like there was no, like, FOMO on either side, like, because we both kind of pulled back to different extents, but yeah, Mm -hmm. we both, like, slowed down a little bit with our partying, so. Yeah. Is there anything else you can think of with, like, the friendship dynamic shifting? Mm, I guess it's just, I guess we should just reiterate that I do feel like our friendship has been very on track with each other our entire lives, Um, and I know that that's not how a lot of friendships work out, so – you know, like we've we've both had friendships that other friendships that we've lost and that have fallen apart due to like different things happening in our lives and lives just not aligning anymore. I think I'm extremely thankful and that we're extremely lucky that our lives have meshed so well. Um, and I don't know if that's why our friendship has worked out so well. You know what I mean? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe we would be just fine if our lives were completely different than they are too. I don't know. But I will say that it obviously friendships are not – they're not usually this easy. Yeah. <laughs> I like our friendship has been very easy and very smooth and I'm thankful for that. But friendships are a lot of work too. Yeah. And I feel like if you're like – looking for the qualities in your best friend. It doesn't have to be somebody who has been in your life since you were in first Mm -hmm. grade. Really, I think the things that we touched on, like having an understanding, not being competitive with each other, supporting each other, listening to each other, like those are the things that help make somebody your best and your closest friend. So yeah. Yeah. And some of my best friendships are ones where I might not even like talk to that person for like a month or two months and then I check in with them and things – it's like nothing changed. You know what I mean? So I I mean we're very close because we live together and we've always been very close in that sense. But like I do have other friendships that are great and where I feel like I barely see that person and I barely talk to that person. But I still call them, you know, one of my closest friends. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of different dynamics to a friendship, but yeah, and then I feel like we're kind of headed into this next phase and transition mm-hmm. with you moving while mm-hmm. planning to move. I know you don't want to like say it officially <laughs> until you have a place, but in my mind, you're moving. And I know you're moving in your mind too. Um, but I feel like that sixth grade, that middle school transition for us kind of helps lay a foundation. Mm-hmm. And then also just having the podcast moving forward, I think is going to be a great way for us to continue to like keep up with each other's lives and support each other and have fun together. So I'm not worried about it. I'm like sad that I won't be able to like see you and spend quality time with you as much as I have. Um, but I'm so, so confident that we'll make it through. I agree. I'm confident on it too. There's not like one second of it that made me worry about our relationship our friendship like at all I know but we're gonna stay just as close um definitely obviously gonna fucking miss you I know 
<laughs> like that's no secret. Um, and I've never moved before, so it's kind of terrifying. But so yeah. exciting! Like seriously, I'm so excited for 2022 for us. Like I feel like we're in like the messy middle of like all the transitions right now, but we're gonna be yeah. looking back like in June, and we're gonna be like, damn, like this year really lined shit up for us. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think it was meant to be that we like moved in with each other and like got, got to have that together. like extra special time together too, like before we kind of like branch out again on these like individual quests. <laughs> yes. I love that you called it a quest. And <laughs> <laughs> know, that makes it sound like there should be like, I don't know. It sounds like magical. Prizes which- or something. Prizes? Is that what you said? Prizes. Like, I don't know. Picturing like a video game quest. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) That's all all I thought for this episode. This went way longer than I expected it to, to be honest. But I hope that people listening could relate to this a little bit and get some inspiration and some hope. And I hope that you guys all have a best friend out there that is as rad as Haley is. And if you don't, I'll share her with you. She's pretty cool. I won't answer your phone calls though. <laughs> so don't call me. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will catch you on the next episode. Yep. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening.